Good morning. If, uh, I've, if I've not had the pleasure of meeting you this morning, my name is Matt. I have the privilege of being one of the pastors here. And if, uh, if this is your first time or one of your first times with us, we just want to say welcome. We are so grateful that you've chosen to worship with us here this morning. And if you've been here a thousand times, we want to say welcome to you too. Thank you for making this church your home. Um, if you would like to connect with Grace Life, like I said, if this is one of your first times being here, probably the best way to do that is through our website or through our app. There's a QR code right up here. If you scan that with your phone, it'll take you to our app. Um, if, you're, if you're allergic to technology, there's also... Uh, some paper versions that you can do that through. Uh, you can grab one of these, a connect card, through those back doors. There's a wooden box. They're right on top of there. You can fill out info if you'd like to get connected to a community group, if you'd like to learn more about membership or baptism or just finding out what your next step in your faith journey is. We would love to connect with you and help you through that. And every week at Grace Life, we read a welcome this is to all of us. Uh, we need to hear this and be reminded of this every single week. So I will read this. To all who mourn and need comfort, to all who are weary and need rest, to all who feel worthless and wonder if God cares, to all who fail and need strength, to all who sin and need a savior, to all who hunger and thirst after righteousness, and to whoever else will come, Grace Life Church opens wide her doors in the name of Jesus Christ and offers welcome. So this morning, uh, we try once a month to have a member of Grace Life share their testimony, share their story. We call it, This Is My Story. Um, so we're going to do that this morning, and then Tommy will come up to preach. He'll, he will read the uh, scripture for us this morning out of Romans 8, one of the best chapters in all the Bible, for sure. Um, but before that... We're going to have probably the coolest person at Grace Life share their testimony, and their name is Matt Carr. Um, so <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was bad. Um, but it is me. I will share um, my story. So I really just want to focus on uh, really two I guess, pivot points in my life where, where the Lord worked. And I just want to point the finger to him and, and give him the glory for it. Um, so I was born and raised here in Florida. I'm a Florida boy at heart, just down the road in Ormond Beach. And uh, I, the older I get, the more and more I realize um, God's first incredible blessing to me was my parents and my family. Um, I, I really believe I have the best parents in the world. And uh, that's a blessing that I, I did not and still don't deserve. Um, but they, they are believers. They, they were believers before I was born. My dad's a pastor, and they raised me and my siblings to know the Lord, to fear the Lord, to, to love the Lord. Um, and that's, that's really where my story begins. And I grew up in church, was always around it. My parents invited us into the ministry life. We never felt like it was a burden or it was... Um, we had to, we never felt like my dad chose the ministry over us. He, he had an incredible um, balance with family life and with work. Um, but with, with my personality growing up, I, uh, I was always the well-behaved kid. 
I was the rule follower. Um, I, I listened well. I looked really, really um, good on the outside. And so even from a young age, I, looking back, I know I was just relying on, on that to, uh, to be good enough, to be worthy of God. Um, I didn't really think I needed the whole Jesus thing because um, that was for the, the bad people. I was good. Uh, I was the good kid. But the, the first turning point in my life, um, the most important one, is when God just opened my eyes in middle school um, to how much sin I actually had, <laughs> to, to how short I fell of his standard. And he used uh, a sermon just talking about repentance and how every single one of us needs to repent because everything done outside of faith is sin. And that's, that's the, the passage the Lord used to wreck me because I knew I wasn't living out of faith. I was living out of my own efforts, out of my own pride, really, to be good enough. So the Lord, he broke me down. He said, you're not as good as you think you are. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is that this is this whole gospel story you've been hearing your whole life. This is what it's for. And it's almost like I just saw him reaching out down towards me and he exposed me, but then he immediately offered to cover me up. And so in, in middle school, that's when I repented and believed and was saved and became a Christian and a follower of Jesus. And that changed the trajectory of my life forever, literally. And, uh, but it wasn't uh, long after that where I fell back into my self-reliant ways. And I had in my mind a misunderstanding of that gospel, of the good news that Jesus died for me and, and rescued me. I viewed the, the gospel as like the doorway into the kingdom, and I got in through the gospel, but I don't, I don't need that anymore. I felt like now, I felt this pressure that I needed to prove myself, I needed to, to earn my keep, to, I felt like it was all on my shoulders now. Jesus got me in, and now it's up to me to stay in, to prove it, to bear this fruit, and all of those things. I, <laughs> I, it was so bad that I even, this isn't a bad thing, but I did it for the wrong reasons. Like, I was so um, motivated to prove myself that at one point in early high school, I heard a sermon about memorizing scripture and how we need to do it. So I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And I memorized Almost the entire book of Ephesians. I just started and kept going. I was into chapter six, and I don't really, I don't remember why I quit, but I was so close. I almost had the whole book. Um, the reason that was memorizing scripture is amazing, but I wasn't actually using it. I wasn't wielding it as a sword. I was just using that as a trophy to put on my shelf and say, "Look what I did. Look how look how faithful I am. Look how much I I have scripture in my brain." I was just performing out of pride, out of self-righteousness. I wasn't following Jesus out of love. Then eventually, fast forward to college. Um, this is the, the next pivot point in my life um, because I got tired of performing. I went off to college. Um, I just, yeah, I got tired of it. I felt like I didn't need to do all these things anymore and Instead of turning to Jesus and resting in him, I wasn't that smart. I didn't learn that quickly. I overcorrected, and, and I just started doing whatever I wanted. Um, 
you know, college life, the drinking, partying, fill in the blanks. You've heard the story before. And because I was just sick of it, I said, you know what? I'm tired of trying to reach the standard that I can't reach. So I just gave up. But at this, at the same time, um, back at my home church in Ormond, Riverbend, there was this new college pastor. So every time I would visit home on the weekends or be home for summer, um, this guy would just always, every lesson he taught, every sermon he gave, it was always somehow tied back to the gospel, like every single time. And it was like kind of confusing to me at first. I was like, why? Like pretty much everybody in this room is Christians already. Why do you keep talking about the same thing? And uh, he would talk about, we, <laughs> it's not about what you do. It's about what Jesus has already done. Stop trying to pull yourself up, sola bootstrapsa. You've heard that before. The college pastor was Jeff Eckert, who many of you know, he was one of the founding pastors here at Grace Life. And at the same time, my, uh, not at the time, she was not my wife, but my uh, friend Alexa was being mentored by Tommy and Sarah in, in very similar ways. And, we, and uh, it sounds to a college student, who is doing whatever he wants, who's sinning, who's just rebelling, it sounds really dangerous to tell them it's not about what you do, it's about what Jesus has already done. Because you would think I would just take that and abuse it even more. But what I learned, what the Lord, thankfully, praise God, he opened my eyes, that that is the most powerful message in the world. His, what I learned in that stage of my life was that the gospel was not just the door. I need that every day still. It's the whole room. It's the whole kingdom. That's, we never move past that. And so thankfully the Lord just put so many people in my life um, to remind me of that. And yeah, like I said, it's that grace and love that the Lord pours out through the fact that Jesus came and died for us it's that we should be realizing how much love we have received and still are receiving and will receive from God, that our cup just overflows to where we, we obey out of love and, and gratitude, and our love overflows to others, and we spread that love with others. So God taught me that I need his gospel every single day. I will never move past it. It's not just the door, it's the whole, the whole kingdom. And, and obviously I'm not perfect to this day. I still need that reminder every single morning um, that, that it's not about my works, my performance. God is still, don't mishear me, God is very much concerned about my holiness and how I live. But the motivation is not to try and earn my keep. The motivation is that he has already marked me approved. Um, there's a book by Tim Keller called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. It's like this thin, super quick read. It's, I would recommend reading it. In that book, he says, we don't work for approval, we work from approval. We have already been approved, and that's the motivation we have to go and live holy lives and obey and love others. And that's, that's really my story is how God has showed me you're never going to get over the gospel. You're never going to get past it. I've heard it said another way. The, 
The gospel is not just the diving board. It's the swimming pool. It's the whole thing. So if you, man, if you are a believer here this morning and you just feel that crushing weight that you have to earn your keep, you have to perform, you have to, to say all the right things, you have to bear all this fruit, just know there is so much freedom in the gospel. Like Jesus wants us to experience that freedom over and over again. It wasn't just a one-time deal. It's that freedom is ours forever. So that's, that's my story. That's my encouragement to you. And now Tommy will come and he'll lead us in Romans 8. And as he's coming up, I will pray for him. And then we'll dive into God's word. God, thank you for your faithfulness in my life. Thank you for all the stories represented in this room this morning. God, you are so good. And you're so patient with us when we are slow to learn. You still pour out more grace. And I pray we would just use that grace as motivation for our gratitude and for holy living. Thank you for your kindness, Lord. Please wash Tommy over with your presence, with your peace, with your confidence, Lord. May he preach your word boldly and clearly. Soften all of our hearts, open our ears to receive what you have for us today. Thank you for your love for us, Lord. Amen.